Meeting to order Monday, April 24th at 6 p.m. Uh, Dr. Knight, if you would lead us in a Pledge of Allegiance, please. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Any virtual public comments? Recording stopped. None? None. Recording in progress. I see none. Okay. Executive session not at this time. Call to order. Salute to the flag has been completed. School committee members and student <coughs> reports. Excuse me. Resource subcommittee, Mr. Stevens. Resource and school building needs are meeting tomorrow night. Any questions? Comments? Concerns, seeing none. School building needs. We're meeting tomorrow night. Oh, that's you. Okay, yep. uh, sorry. Uh, policy committee. Mr. Hogan's not here. Student support subcommittee, Dr. Knight. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, the meeting for the student support subcommittee on March the 29, 2023. Um, Pam Rivers and Thomas Huge, Rosemary Reynolds, uh, Superintendent Robert Jokla, Ron DeManchi, John Thompson, Eva Kelly, and myself were present. The, meet, the meeting began at 5.31 p.m. I expressed concern regarding safety or possible gang-like activity in follow-up of a meeting at the Human Rights Commission where Torian uh, Prigent spoke. Mid-year, I ready data results uh, summarized and shared with the subcommittee. Pilot IEP meetings also. That, uh, myself inquired about the seven-step uh, DESI vocabulary, and Mr. Thompson clarified to the subcommittee about what the program is all about. Uh, Ms. Kelly reported on English language learner via Zoom, 89% of our students participated in the access testing. She also spoke about the, sh the sheltered English immersion endorsement requirement and how many of our staff members have that endorsement already. Uh, Mr. Huge, motion to adjourn the meeting at 6.30 p.m. The meeting for the Student Support Subcommittee on April the 12th of this present year. Uh, present were Miss um, Rosemary, uh, Rosemary Reynolds, myself, Mr. Huge. Uh, staff members, Superintendent Jokola, John Thompson, Eva Kelly, Ron Domanchi, Nick Packard, Mr. Lamy, Mary Alexandra Molina. Attendees, uh, Mr. Horgan. At 5.40 p.m., the meeting began. A motion to approve the minutes by Mr. Huge and second by Ms. Reynolds, the meeting from, that was the um, one from uh, March 29. Mr. Lamy discussed Fitchburg High School graduate data and trends. The report was compiled by Ms. Emma Brassard. <coughs> he explained the disparity between female graduates and male graduates who attended college and their graduation rate at higher, uh, are higher as well. Female students tend to also earn more awards than our male students. The class of 2021 had 20 less graduates, much lower college admission than our class of 2022. A large number of our current students are planning to attend post-secondary education. I ask, what job opportunities are available for our students prior to high school graduation? Always focusing on making sure that our students um, uh, are provided with the best so that they can be successful. 
Mr. Lamy um, explained that Great, great Wolf uh, Lodge has great opportunities for our students, especially for hospitality. The Parks and Recs programs through the city provides uh, opportunity for our students. Mentoring uh, is included also. I also inquired about the summer opportunity programs for our students. And Mr. Lamy explained a bit about Upward Bound and other programs through uh, Gear Up. The Mount Wachusett summer programs is also beneficial. He said um, he also shared his, special, uh, his personal experience with them. Mass Hire also uh, has a program that uh, is run through our high school. Mr. Thompson explained uh, our Fitchburg High School summer program, uh, summer school program, where our high school students have the opportunity to work for an hourly rate of approximately $17 to $18 per hour. Nice. Mr. Hughes also explained other opportunities throughout the city for summer jobs for our high school students and the students of Goodrich Academy also. Mr. Lamy discussed the junior, JR, the junior ROTC program for those interested in the military branch. Market Basket also has an amazing program uh, for our students, he said. He also uh, discloses that the data presented does not reflect self-employment out-of-state employment or federal employment. He explained that the data presented, uh, presented and careers they get in, into right after, huh, uh, let me say that again. He explained that the data presented and careers they get into right after high school or college does not reflect the trajectory, the trajectory of their careers overall. Um, he also uh, committed to retain as many students we are also committed to retain as many students in Fitchburg as we can, especially in the education field. Also, he said the average earnings went up for our students who have, who have graduated. Just a little more here. Uh, Mr. Huge commented about the college effort in terms of our retention, housing industry available, et cetera. Excited about new industry coming into our city to recruit our students. I also inquired about the grant summary on the agenda. Mr. Superintendent Jokula explained that the grants presented are grants that have been accepted during the academic year. I also inquired about grants that may or may not have strings attached to them. Mr. Horgan explained how certain grants, uh, uh, that certain grants may have strings attached uh, to work. Superintendent Jokel explained a bit about sustaining programming when accepting grants through the city budget. Ms. Demanchi explained the difference between entitlement grants versus competitive grants. Uh, outlook, long-term goals, objectives, and absorbing the cost after the grant has expired. Mr. Thompson clarifies that all grants accepted are tied to our strategic plan. I also inquired about school choice regarding what's taking place at Goodrich Academy. Mr. Packard explained the school choice procedure and our district not following the protocols for school choice as, are, as we are supposed to. Uh, so is another 100 school districts in the area. Because Goodrich Academy is a specialized program, school choice is not applicable. Students must enroll into Fitchburg High School and then transfer over to Goodrich Acad Academy if they are eligible. There is an option for a tuition in for other districts who send their students to Goodrich Academy. There is a talk about a lottery system 
for our high school. We can run up to two lotteries per year, depending on the number of seats that are available per grade level. We are currently accepting students into school choice year round, which is becoming problematic for our young, younger grades. School choice was created to fill empty seats in classroom, not creating new classrooms. Ms. Reynolds inquired about school choice sending versus receiving. Mr. Packard clarified that we are uh, specifically discussing receiving school choice. We can only control receiving school choice. We have no control over the sending school choice. We can only limit by grade or by school. Mr. Hughes inquired about the school code and why they have to apply to Fitchburg High School. And Mr. Packard explained that Goodrich Academy is a specialized, a specialized program and that it is illegal for us to accept school choice students directly to Goodrich Academy. We have to accept them to Fitchburg High School and then determine if they are eligible for the program at Goodrich Academy, which is an extension of Fitchburg High School in a different building. The meeting was adjourned at 6.32 p.m. Thank you very much, Mr. Mayor. Thank you, Dr. Knight. Uh, any questions or concerns? <clears throat> Harry Knight, thank you for that very uh, substantial report, Doctor. Thank I'm sorry, so much. I, I was on no, the that's quite all right. no. the week before, so that's You said what, what you had to say. Thank you. Um, school personnel and executive committee have nothing to report at this time. Moving on to student representatives. <clears throat> Good afternoon, fellow school committee members. I'm so happy to be with you all today. Sadly, Journey is unable to be here with us due to her not feeling well, but still, the past three weeks have been extremely successful for the schools around the district, so here's some information I'd like to share. Firstly, AP students from the high school were given the opportunity to attend the AP Day field trip at the Capitol, allowing them to help in the decision making for a law regarding whether or not all colleges should accept threes for AP scores. Early college students at FHS were also fortunate enough to have Governor Healy, Lieutenant Governor Driscoll, Secretary of Education Tutwiler, and many other officials come down to the school to discuss the early college program with some students enrolled in it and the benefits of having it within our schools. Secondly, the theater program at Fitchburg High School put on Beauty and the Beast, the musical, which was incredible and extremely well done. The theater program worked very hard on this project and spent hours after school to make it happen. Thank you to Mrs. Greenlees, her staff, and the entire cast for this special performance. Congratulations. Following this, Ms. Rivera, one of our amazing Spanish teachers at our school, put together a princess boutique for students to come down and obtain pieces for their prom. She gave out dresses, jewelry, shoes, gift cards, and much more to many students, and the event turned out to be a huge success. Thank you to Mrs. Rivera and all those who helped assist her in this amazing project. Next, at Memorial Middle School, Sally Cragen, a counselor at large, worked with eighth grade students helping them to create their action civics projects in preparation for Civics Day. Shout out to Casey LeBlanc and Addison Allett for, for being invited to speak on the panel at the DCU Center for Open Sci-Ed. Longshore also had a successful month in, month in which they had their spring dance and over 160 kids attended. They also have been working heavily on their end of the year yearbook and will be finishing in, with an assembly by pieing an administrator in the face. With this, South Street Elementary School students had an eventful and exciting week before break. 
watching baby chicks hatch within their very own classrooms. Students also had a fun time having the opportunity to write in their journals and draw pictures. Goodrich Academy students had the privilege of continuing their community service at Goodrich Academy under the guidance of Brad McNamara. Students also got to be involved in the first JROTC program at Goodrich Academy. Some events coming up that we'd also like to inform you about are the Multicultural Family Night planned by Fitchburg Public Schools. On Wednesday, April 26, from 5 to 7 p.m. at 376 South Street, there will be displays of art, arts and craft activities, free food samples from around the world, and much more. Fitchburg Public Schools will also be hoping an open mic night on Friday, April 28th, at Fitchburg Cultural Alliance on 675 Main Street. April is National Poetry Month, and the Fitchburg Public Schools will be having this event for students, educators, parents, families, and community members to come together and share poems they've written or maybe just their favorite poems in general. There will be music, comedy, and food. Thank you. Thank you. Questions? Yes. Yes, I just wanted to shout out to all the high school students who participated in the Beauty and the Beast play. Ms. Rosemary and I, we went. It was awesome. We enjoyed ourselves tremendously. tremendously. Great job, Pittsburgh High School. Yes. Any questions? Uh, I'm just going to yes. ask this, this, uh, this uh, you're having poetry reading, music, whatever. Is this going to be a regular thing, like maybe once a month or something like that? Um, I'm not sure. I know Mary um, is planning it. Mary Alexandra, I think. Yeah. Um, she's planning it, but I'm not really sure if it'll be a regular thing, but if it is, that'll be cool. <clears throat> I have to miss it this year, and I, I was hoping I could look forward to another one. Any further questions? Approve the minutes for the previous school committee meeting of April 3rd, 2023. Motion to accept them. Motion made. Second. Seconded to accept. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Communications. Nothing at this moment. Public comment period. Anyone wishing to make public comment, please? <clears throat> to the, the rostrum. Thank you. <clears throat> Hi, Jessica Jacobson, Fitchburg. Uh, give me one second. All right, I'm here uh, tonight to speak on a few items that are not on the agenda. Many, many parents want to see our kids have a better understanding of the freedoms and the Constitution. We would like to ask a question uh, without anyone looking at their smartphones. What five freedoms are protected under the First Amendment? Can we think of it in our head. And we got, um, so think to yourselves, can you list the five without using your devices? We are fi um, only 2% in groups. It's a new study that has been going around and only 2% are able to answer that. We're failing our future, um, our future. Um, they are the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, the freedom of peaceful assembly, freedom of the press, freedom of petition of the government, regardless of uh, regress of grievance. How do we expect our government leaders and our children to protect our constitutional rights when we have, we don't even know them ourselves and we're not teaching them uh, adequately? <clears throat> 
we have organizations and teachers pushing socialism, socialism and socialism ideologies. We should be teaching our children how to love the country and preserve our freedoms. And great freedom fighters like Crispus Attucks, um, if anyone hasn't doesn't know of them, please look them up. It's Crispus Attucks, A T T U C K S, and Mercy Paris Warren. They're both very great freedom fighters from here, right here in Massachusetts. Hmm. We shouldn't be teaching about current Marxists and teaching our youth to be oppressed. Hal Shirtleff is a great example of the government not protecting our First Amendment. He has, emailed, he has mailed me, not emailed me, he has mailed me a copy of a constitutional guide that he wants to donate um, to go along with a constitutional history class, if you guys will do that, um, that the students can take home, and I'll give you that. Um, for our public high school students, uh, so that's Monitech and Fitchburg High, however many you guys would need to go along with that. So they're right here, and I'll give one of you guys the copy that he mailed me. <clears throat> um, I've also emailed a list of questions multiple times, questions that haven't been answered. Um, so nobody's responding to me, I don't, I don't really, whatever. Um, uh, there are one, there's one question about the bathroom policy, but that was kind of touched upon um, earlier uh, by Aiden Horgan, um, which hasn't been answered. Uh, we're against those strings that are being attached, uh, as Dr. Knight just mentioned. Uh, you know, like forcing our little girls to use the same bathrooms and locker rooms as males, but you guys don't want to really talk about that. So um, many of us parents don't want MASC, the M-A-S-C organization, uh, writing our school policies. Um, it wasn't really clear, because again, a lot of those questions I've had to do with MASC, um, and a lot of the schools that have them can't get out of them once they're in. There's only been one school that I can get the name of that school district that was able to get out once they um, applied, but I don't have it with me right this second. Um, once they're involved with them, uh, they tend to push a very liberal agenda that does not reflect all parents and all children. Uh, so my first question, um, or my first statement to go with the, the mask is, there's no financial benefit to outsourcing to mask. All their policies are free. They're, it's open public records. You can get them yourselves if you want their policies to get them. We don't have to pay them $10,000 to have them write it. Um, but then if we do, we're stuck in a three-year contract with them from my understanding, but nobody's really responded to me, so maybe I have a misunderstanding of it. Um, this would lead to better, dis uh, oh wait, I'm sorry. The policies are not copyrighted, uh, and you know, Fitchburg can crib onto them if you want for free. This would lead to better decisions as you can talk to peers and you know have council meetings about them ourselves and actually incorporate local parents instead of Boston. Um, if you agree with outsourcing some of the policies automatically, are they automatically gonna be incorporated or do we get to discuss them? Like that hasn't been answered either, um, I don't know. Because uh, again, it's a three year commitment so it's a pretty big deal. Because uh, what works for Boston may not be best for us. Does the policy committee still get to go over the policies from MASC and uh, make edits and changes or vote on them? 
Does this remove all our op options of democracy from the policies of Fitchburg Public Schools? I would like to know, uh, also, there was a homeschool on the agenda, but I haven't had any questions or answers to that one, um, because the homeschool options were brought up uh, in one of the policy committees that I couldn't attend, but I didn't get the answer to that. But. Ms. Jacobs, you're approaching uh, your five yeah, minutes. Yeah, this is my last question. The okay. homeschool students who participate in this program, um, are the entire funding, like an IEP, so do you get that entire funding? if? If it's like it's like that, like what what programs are we talking about? Do homeschoolers get to do uh, trade trade, or are we just talking about band? Are we talking about sports? It, it wasn't very clear to to the public, um, but we don't know what what kind of things you're trying to incorporate the homeschools. Uh, and that would be it. Thank you. Jacqueline Wetchy, Fitchburg resident. I'm speaking first on agenda item number 823-250. We shouldn't be outsourcing our policies to bureaucrats in Boston. They should be determined locally. We have two excellent student representatives. Have you asked them for their input on policy? We have parent-teacher associations. Have you asked for their input? We have local community organizations. Have you asked for their input? We have the Fitchburg Education Association. Have you asked for their input? We have other school committees in the area. Have you asked for their input? For instance, did you ask why the Lemister School Committee considered withdrawing from MASC? What were their concerns? Having attended some of your policy meetings, I see no evidence that you have involved any of these stakeholders. The solution to being behind on policies is not to remove local control, it's to remove the chair of the policy committee who doesn't hold meetings regularly and to start soliciting input from local stakeholders. In other parts of the country, many functions of government, including education and policing, are handled at the county level with economies of scale and people pay much less in taxes as a result. What we're supposed to get in New England for the high taxes we pay is local control at the municipal level. Now you want to gut that and give us the worst of both worlds, high taxes without local control. What's next? Are you going to allow people in Boston to run for our local school committee? This action item is just wrong, wrong, wrong. On agenda item number seven, policy 5713, I have repeatedly asked that students' rights to medical and bodily autonomy be added to this policy, and I get ignored. That's wrong, too. On number three, student representative report, we shouldn't have a junior ROTC program. We should be promoting peace, not militarism in our schools. You know, every year, Martin Luther King Day, people like to say we honor this man, but you completely ignore his whole legacy of speaking up against militarism, not just in terms of the Vietnam War, but the whole entire military industrial complex. Why are you teaching these kids uh, that you want to glorify militarism? That's not the right values. Anyone else wishing to make public comment? <clears throat> Mrs. Kelly, or Mrs. Hooper. Hi, everyone. Thanks for letting us come by tonight. Um, I'm going to pass it off to Deb really quickly. We're going to talk about a great program we have coming up. It's part of her leadership training program that she's participating in. 
Hi, good evening, everyone. Um, I'm here to invite you all to the Fitchburg Public Schools multicultural event um, to be held this Wednesday from 5 to 7 at South Street Early Learning Center. Um, we have a packed agenda. Um, Mrs. Kelly's passing it out now, but we're going to start the evening with some finished dances. Um, then we are going to see some Irish step dancers, ukulele strummers, um, a U.S. Taekwondo demonstration, Native American storytelling, and we're going to end the evening with um, an interactive salsa dance. Um, we have over 100 students participating, and we have some central office staff as well. So hopefully you can all come and join us. We'll have some free food and goodie bags for the kids. Thank you. Superintendent. Okay, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, first up on the agenda for this evening, uh, we have the Crocker Elementary School construction update. Uh, ground has broken. We haven't had the official groundbreaking yet. That'll, that's scheduled for May 9th. Uh, but tonight we have a, just a brief overview of where we're at a little over one week into the project. So, Mr. Roach, uh, take it away. Yeah, thank just you. Quick update. Exciting. So, so there was a meeting with the Crocker Elementary staff on April 13th. It was a overview of the two-year project. Uh, we introduced the uh, Collier's representative, uh, Matt Dunn. He'll be the senior construction representative on site mostly throughout the two-year project. In addition to the contractor representative, the project superintendent is Matt Wilder. So they were both in, in attendance. It was, a, it was a positive overview of kind of what will begin and has begun you know, during the April vacation week. So we did review and we'll review here quickly just the phases of the project. Um, they can kind of be broken down into three or two with some subsets of the two, but There'll be work that's starting now. It actually started on April 18th, last Tuesday, which is perimeter fencing around the back of the building, about eight to 10 feet off of the building, you know, sort of in the, in the actual um, perimeter of the facility. That's been installed, pretty much completed as of, I think, today. Um, the lower play, play, playground structure was also removed by Fitchburg DPW. We really appreciate their help in that. In addition to that, the, the side access road will be widened to allow for a great deal of construction vehicle traffic that will be happening. Starting May, May 1st, really, more or less, uh, the modular classrooms uh, demolition will begin May 22nd. And really, for the next three to four or five months, a lot of site work in the back of the building, and we'll look at a, a picture of that so you can get a sense, because they need steel to be delivered. It's set to be delivered um, on September 23rd. That's really the building blocks of the, of, the, of the new Crocker Elementary School. So the foundation will have to be in and set and cured so that they can start to erect the actual um, bones of the building. The second phase, which will commence around December-ish of this year, right through completion in August of 
2025 is building construction, and that'll be external work, internal work, and a significant amount of work. Um, quite a few employees will be there, 100 to 150 construction workers every day. Um, so you can imagine that we also spent some time talking about you know, traffic and, and how to maintain a school that will be in session for two years during this, this large project. And then really in the summer of 2025, demolition of the existing Crocker Elementary School as the new one is set to open, you know, which should be a great event, you know, in September um, of 2025. So that's the, that's the view of what the building will look like with the bus loop in the front and parking area and so forth. So excited to get to that point. Um, there are a lot of measures that I think the public should be aware of. Fontaine Brothers has, has completed a number of public uh, school construction projects. They have a very thorough quarry process. All contractors will be quarried in advance of setting foot on the Crocker Elementary site, even though they won't enter into the building. They'll be around the building. They have a system with helmet stickers, um, so you can easily observe someone. If they don't have that sticker, that means they need to come off immediately. Uh, they have a communication plan weekly. We actually received one today. And then we did meet with Fitchburg PD, Fontaine Brothers, Colliers, school administration to discuss kind of traffic patterns and how we would ensure that that community area as well, which does include uh, Bigelow Road and Whittemore Street, um, would have as minimal impact as possible. I think we have a good plan uh, on Whittemore. Uh, all residents were delivered a letter last Tuesday. Um, so phasing drawing, so to be clear with the uh, staff and families that are visiting the current Crocker, those are now available in the teacher's lounge area so everybody can take a look at this type of drawing here. So this is phase one that's happening till May 19th. You can see the perimeter fencing around that sort of yellow area that has been constructed. Um, in that yellow area, starting May 1st, we'll, we'll start digging. So we'll be able to see earth moving and hills becoming flat and so forth. So that's really the first initial couple months, uh, month and a half of work that will be taking place. And then the modulars will come down um, in preparation for the real work to commence you know, fast and furiously over the summer months right up through to August 2025. The orange outline or orange uh, that you see in that, in that uh, architectural rendering there is the new Crocker Elementary School. So that will be really the work that takes place for the, the majority of the period of time will be sort of working on the exterior and the interior of the building between June 23rd till August 2025. Some initial you know, work that was done last week is you can kind of see the fencing there. They have a green fabric that's placed on the fence so that it does ensure some privacy to the classrooms as well. These are high fences. They're about eight feet high. Um, in addition to, you can see where a playground was of DPW came down and there will be two trailers there probably in the next couple days and that'll be the Fontaine Brothers Superintendent's offices and, and construction areas. So uh, work is really, is, is moving quickly. You can see that you know there will be, the week of the first, they'll be widening that access road, really taking down a lot of the trees on May 1st because it's a professional development day and those trees are next to the building. So 
chainsaws all day while, while third and fourth graders are in class, probably <laughs> not a good idea. So they have coordinated that, and then, um, and then the foundation site work will really commence around that same exact day. So again, this is where we're gonna get to. You know, it's gonna be an exciting two, two years, I'm sure, um, but that's, that's, the, that's the view of what that building will look like. It's actually spray painted an outline of the front entrance with those two sides there so that, so that before the fence going up, the teachers could take a look and walk around and what will be their building in, in just a few short years. So that's kind of where we are now and glad to take any questions or comments. Have we, just a consideration about the construction for next year during the school year, um, you know, it's gonna be right outside the window of the existing structure, is that, how much of the conversation is that, you know, that nuisance kind of sent, is there any precautions or accommodations that we have for that? There, there are certainly a significant amount of precautions that a company like Fontaine takes as, right. as a company that's built many, they're currently finishing Doherty High School in Worcester is one of their big projects they're working on right now. Um, in addition though, we do have colliers who represent us. Mm -hmm. so, so that gentleman, Matt Dunn, will be present. He essentially will have an office at the Crocker Elementary School. And you know, today I sent him five bullet points after a meeting with Mr. Bolak over there, just doing a quick site walk around of just questions we had on little things. This, this will be happening probably weekly, if not daily, over the course of the time. I think they're really trying to get the lion's share of the loud, you know, tractors in the ground work done this summer. Right. And the foundation installed this summer so that when school does come back, uh, returns in, in September, what will happen is hopefully the building exterior is up pretty quickly. They do put them up fast, and then a lot of the work then, you know, over the course of that phasing will be inside. Now, there'll be a lot of people there. There'll be 100 to 150 construction workers daily right. parked in the back and they have that all mapped out in terms of where their parking is. It's kind of to the right of the orange building that you see there um, inside the red perimeter of the fencing. But, you know, it's going to, there, there will be days I'm sure that there's some distraction from it. Mm. Um, every time that happens, we will work with Matt Dunn who will work with Matt Wilder, the superintendent for Fontaine, to, to try to minimize it as best we can. School's still the priority. Yeah, absolutely. And I they've been really good about, you know, as you see on the first uh, phase, they met with us and they understood MCAS is going on through the first two weeks in May. So they've delayed to some degree some of the work that they want to be doing already because of our MCAS schedule, and they were totally fine with that, adjusted. And when they adjust, they have to adjust with sometimes, I think we have 14 subcontractor filed subbidders on this project. They have to work with many of them because it sets their schedules back. But they were like, no, we understand. That's a priority. We'll do what we need to do. So they seem to be really good to work with, you know, as of, what's today? April 24th. Yeah. yeah. That's really great. I think that's really important because in Colliers is the construction management service. They just kind of make sure that they're, they're doing the project by the project team. project manager. Right. So they were brought on 
with the MSBA, I, I, you know, Bob, Mr. Jokola would know better than I would, but for, they've been with us for quite some time and with the architect SOM, they represent us. Right. So when we have an issue, we talk to them and then we work it out with, with Fontaine Brothers, who's the contractor, and they work for us as well. But Colliers represents our our needs and and what we're you know what we're expecting out of this project. That's really important. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I was just thinking about the uh, safety uh, procedures that we're all so highly aware of. Um, are you incorporating them? There's going to be a lot of people around. They they should be on board, like uh, consistent yeah. with all of us, right? Oh, of course. Big job, right? So they do have a, they have a very extensive uh, process for their own personnel. We are meeting, we did meet with Officer Boudreaux from Fitchburg PD uh, about a week and a half before April vacation to, to review the traffic pattern. We're meeting with Officer Hashi and how, in addition to Fitchburg Fire, later this week to update the fire drill and then sort of security process around like Alice drills yeah, and that type of thing. Saying. Same thing, because but now with the fence tight against the building, it does change some of that a little bit. But that is, that thought process is incorporated. We, set, we set a meeting already. We were in uh, communicating last week to meet this week with, you know, because they were on vacation last week, Crocker staff. We're going to meet with them this week with Fitchburg PD and Fitchburg Fire about that. Is that open? Is that an open meeting, by the way? Um, the Crocker I, Building Committee meeting? The Crocker, yes. well, that's a sep. Are you asking about meeting with Fitchburg PD and fire yeah, around yes, like fire yes, drill procedures? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Not typically, no. It would be something we would just schedule with, with Crocker, but I can report out on it. I would sure. love that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah. No problem. Thank you. <clears throat> thank you. Um, next up, actually, I'm going to ask Mrs. Donna Heldreth to come up and give a quick overview of the new application that's available um, to the community in terms of first students' new first view um, application. We have, I think we have 300 people who are, have downloaded the app to see where the bus is and on its route to either picking up or dropping off their children. And uh, Mrs. Hillsworth is here to talk about how to get access to it and how it works and everything else. Well, thank you for uh, inviting me this evening to talk about our First Student First View app. It is an app that follows our uh, big yellow buses uh, right now through First Student. Uh, what I'd like to do is take the opportunity to review with the information that we've got posted on our um, Fitchburg Public Schools website for our parents to uh, go on and look at and to um, achieve getting the, get the app. So I think Mr. Thompson is, you oh, I, don't have, I don't know. You don't have it? I do not. Nope. Are you? Did you send it to me, Don? you send it to me? I'll try not to talk too much. Um, so the first, there's the, we put up several different um, files. Uh, one is the letter to the parents telling them that the app is available. Uh, a lot of the information is very repetitious. If, you've, um, if you go on, you'll see it kind of repeats the same thing, but it's yeah. getting the information out there. Uh, the, uh, then there is an announcement 
Um, the announcement is showing the parents what the app will do for them. Um, it'll show them where the bus is anytime during its route. It will show the arrival and departures to our schools, um, to their stops, which they designate and put in what they want to uh, see for a stop for their student. They, have, they can put multiple stops in. You can put as many, um, if you have four children, you in four different buses, you can put all four in there and it will give you a notification, however you set it up. Um, one advantage is it gives us an, um, it allows notifications from either the bus company or the district to go out to the parents who are using the app if their bus is running late, uh, late for weather, wait, wait late for a breakdown or anything like that. And those notices would go out um, from us. Um, one of the next pages is, oh, here we go. That's all I have, Donna, so. That's all you have. All right, I'll keep That's talking. <laughs> all right, so then we have, I have two different sets of directions on there. One is a quick reference. Uh, somebody who's really good at, uh, at an app could go right on there and choose their route, add their pin, put their stop in, put their notifications, and they're really good to go. Someone like myself might need the step-by-step -step directions. So I have those in there also. The step-by-step -step directions gets you right from download the app, find your school, find your district. Um, so it's a little bit more. Um, My apologies, Donna. That's okay. I have it now. Is this what you were looking for? Nope. nope. <laughs> okay. That's more the administrative one? one. These are the four that I have. Um, I had sent it to you in an email from me. From you? From you and Bob, from me and Bob. I sent it to you and Bob. So while John's looking, I'll keep, I'll keep talking. So also on there I have put, because um, it is a little tricky in some ways that um, each route ha is labeled. So each school has a route, it has a bus number, and the bus number is assigned to a route number. And the parent needs to go in and find the route number. So on the website, I have put um, a cheat sheet. So if you know your child's number, all you gotta do is find that route number. And as well as all our routes, which they can find on our, on our website as well. Uh, I think, in closing, the First View app was created and offered by First Student. Um, we took several years for us to get it in going, but um, I put in my, a few children and uh, I think the app could be very advantageous to our families. Um, all, the un, all the information on our website is offered in English and in Spanish. There is a support system um, and that is provided by First Student. Uh, currently we have 219 users, which parents, administrators, and clerical, and it covers about 300 students. So they've got 300 students in there that they are, um, they put their stops in there and they're receiving notifications. So I have um, D. Hildreth in there and I have my stop and I put a half a mile radius and it tells me when the bus is a half a mile from my house. You know, so it, it's designed, you, the parent can design it how they want to use it. You know, it's, um, yeah. 
So I hope in the next few weeks to send out emails to some of our parents on our bus riders um, so we can improve the user, um, the users in this program. Um, I think in the, in the fall it will be ideal, you know, as our buses at the beginning of the year runs, you know, they, they tend to run late. And I think that'll be a, it's a great tool for parents. Donna, I have the PowerPoint up, I think. <laughs> Here it is. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. That's it. There, that's the letter. That's the letter um, to the parents telling them that the app is available. The next one is um, so this is the parent view. This is the announcement that tells them this is what it's all about. This is what you can do. Uh, the next, um, this is the quick directions. Somebody who's really app savvy, this is it. All you need is that in our district view, and you've, you're all set. And the, this is the introduction letter. So it gives the parents the information that they need to sign up, um, where it's highlighted in the yellow, the city, the state, our district, our district code, and then it tells you that you're going to need your root name and number. This is just an example, as I said, each school has a bus number and a route number. And in this case, like Crocker 33 is route 103. So the parent would need to select the route number 103 um, and then pin the map with their stop. Awesome. That's my cheat sheet. For those who know their uh, bus number, they can just find their route number real quick. Um, and this is the step-by-step -step guide. I mean, it goes right from the moment you load it up on your phone or your, or your desktop. Uh, and that's the information for f the first student um, customer support. And, and then, then they can find all the information on our website. You just go to the home page and click on first view. Two quick questions. Mr. Chairman. Bob. Two quick ones. Hi. Um, this is great. This is a really awesome app. I'm sure a lot of people are going to find this very helpful. I hope so. Um, I hope so, too. Uh, quick questions. So does it work regardless of the time of day? If it's a half day, it still works? It's not only for regularly scheduled bus routes? Or half is it? days, half days, um, like early release might be a little bit trickier, mm -hmm. you know, because you're, you'd have to change your notification. <coughs> right. So if you have your notification in there for a half day, because you can put in a morning route, a midday route, and an afternoon route. Okay. So if you wanted to be really savvy and put mm -hmm. in a midday, yes, it would work on your half day. What about for sports games? It doesn't do anything Away with games. sports games. Okay. It will... Um, you can do the um, our late program, our 21st century buses. Okay. Also in there. So, so the late bus. Um, yeah. That's, so you that's know very that's important. a really big advantage yeah. for our parents because um, sometimes those run late because you know yep. you get a spare driver or whatever driving right. a route in the dark. Getting home at night. It's a late. Yep. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And lastly, field trips. I'm assuming no, but not really. Yeah. No. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Awesome. Well, this is great. Thank you. Thank you. Rosemary? Yeah, okay. Um, a couple of questions was, um, are there any cameras on the buses? Does this oh, all yes. Yes, all I can. Will also in, incorporate cameras or? Uh, no, it's not live. Our cameras are not live. Like, oh. you can't log in and look at a bus. Um, can't see if there's trouble going on your child's yeah, bus. Yeah, you can't do that. Not yet. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you will see that in the future. 
Okay. You know. And then do you know, I don't mean you specifically, do we know, uh, who drives the buses, who the drivers are? Oh, yes. Does the school require that and who substitute drivers and are they quarried and all of that? All our drivers are quarried. Um, so they're quarried by the state through their license. Um, and they're, all our drivers are also uh, required to come and do a quarry with our uh, with the Fisherbrook Public Schools um, every two years. Okay. So this this one application is like like if you got directions on in your car is a line rather than pictures. Yes. No um, pictures, only the. So what it would do move. is if you were to um, if you were signed up for the app and you wanted to. Um, see where you just wanted to see where the bus goes You could just put that route 101 in and you would see when the bus is coming near your house or approaching school mm -hmm. if you put a pin in for uh, your stop uh, The pins that I did I did a half a mile I assume okay the, the bus goes into that geofence a half a mile out um, Then my daughter or son can run right out there and be out there for the bus on time you know uh, I think it's an advantage for our parents who work in the afternoon um, so that they can know when their children's bus has arrived home. Nice. Okay. So, so obviously when the school year starts, parents would go through this whole process all over again because it would be a different bus, different schedule, et cetera, Could et cetera. Be, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So yep, they'd a, want to renew and make sure that their buses are. It's a, it's a nice addition. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay, continuing in sequence, the next item we have uh, on the agenda under my report is the Massachusetts Association of School Committee Contract Policy Service. Uh, did, I, did I speak first uh, on the, Mr. Mayor? Go ahead. Uh, I just kind of need to set the record straight a little bit. Uh, MASC is not a Boston organization. MASC is a school committee organization. In fact, I don't think Boston is a member of MASC. Uh, MASC is made up of 10 regions throughout the state. Uh, our immediate past presidents were Ellen Holmes from Ashburnham in Westminster. Uh, she's been president twice. Uh, Devin Sheehan uh, from Pittsfield was the previous uh, president of MASC, and this year's president is uh, Stacy Rizzo, who is from Rabia, and the vice president, a uh, vice chair, uh, I believe is from Marlboro. Uh, so the division, it's made up of school committee members. Uh, they're, not, they're all elected members from local school districts. And they make up the board, those 10 regions make up the board of directors for the state school committee. They hire a executive director. Uh, they help all the school committees throughout the state. They are a resource for us. Our local school committee, we have uh, Tracy Novick, who is a school committee woman from Worcester and who is employed by MASC, has presented to us our local school committee. Uh, and so it's not a Boston organization. It's local people throughout the state who 
are all school committee members, and that MASC also has subcommittees like we do. And uh, from MIAA to legislative branches to personnel, and uh, they're available to help us in any way that we may see fit. Uh, Fitchburg own former mayor and school committee, Mary Whitney was president of MASC. She's also a lifetime member. Uh, our Fitchburg teachers have presented many times at the annual conference uh, of which I have been to for 14 years and have been our delegate for the past 14 years to our conference in Hyannis every year. Our administrators and school committees, we have, we have presented at the conference to there's over a thousand school committee members that show up every year. Um, so it's a great resource to us. Uh, I have been on many committees for MASC. Uh, I have been on the nominating committee uh, for our District 4 that we're in, we're District 4 and District 9. Uh, I have led a legislative uh, session for all of our area uh, legislators to meet with school committee members. Uh, so MASC is just a great organization that supports school committees throughout the state. Thank you. I'm, 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 okay. oh. May I, may I yes. address to, to uh, what you're saying, Peter? Um, so if somebody were to uh, say uh, when we seek their help or their advice yeah. that we're outsourcing, is that accurate? I, I don't know this word outsourcing if it refers to like, uh, um, you know, other organizations or educational businesses or does it refer also to this organization? To us? Is that no, no, I'll, I'll, Let me try to answer that because I think it's uh, an, an inaccurate characterization. Frankly, no. they, um, as, as Mr. Stevens said, are largely a volunteer-driven organization with an executive director and a very limited field staff, but they have access to uh, a library of policies that have been enacted and they are current on policies that are being enacted or being legislated from the state level. So as we've spoken at the policy subcommittee meeting, and Mr. Horgan, feel free to jump in at any point, uh, we spoke about the alternatives to the, this policy service, uh, one being having an attorney present, which years ago we had an attorney present at all policy subcommittee meetings, and at a rate of probably nowadays they're probably three to $450 an hour. Um, looking at the policies that we have, we have policies from the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. We have policies that were just approved at the last meeting. So we have policies that are dated. Some of those dated policies may be fine. Uh, what MASC can help the school committee policy subcommittee is look at the prior, the policies that probably need to be revised and also help guide the school committee policy subcommittee uh, with regards to um, current policies that may be uh, contemplated by the Department of Ed. Uh, so with that, the ultimate decision is the school committee uh, on the policy, the policy language. So 
In that light, it is not being outsourced. It's a local decision, as many of the decisions that a school committee <coughs> makes regarding policies and budget. So they, they are not the Department of Ed. They are an independent organization. An independent organization. Is it a business organization? Do they make money? It's a nonprofit organization. Nonprofit. But yeah. it, it's the school committee members from throughout the state yeah. who are elected by their local people. It's, if I could spread, spread myself a little thinner, I would be on one of those, but I, you know, <laughs> I can't do anymore. Yeah. So it, it, what it is, it's all local people from throughout the state, from the Berkshires to Cape Cod to you know, all of our counties. Mm -hmm. I think Tom. Okay, just general answer. Thank you. So I just want to be clear. They're not writing our policies, right? They're, they're purely in a consulting role. Yeah. Am I right about that, Mr. Mr. Horgan? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they have an entire manual of policies right. that I'm sure they'll be taking from. And it's the, you know, like you said, it's approved, it's checked by their lawyers, it's adopted in many other school districts. So they're, I think the right word is just guiding us through right. um, an enormous task of turning over our entire policy book um, in the course of three years, which is a big undertaking. So I think it's really just not really giving the MASC a vote in our decisions, but really giving them a voice, uh, an expert, uh, well-informed voice to guide us through this process. Um, I think um, an issue, perhaps an unspoken issue, but is uh, when things are referred to as already in law or guide or whatever it is, uh, many, many people, myself included, want local autonomy. We, we want to be a strong regional voice I and think, not... I think, that, I think that's what it is, Rosemary. It's local autonomy. It's not coming out of Boston. Mm -hmm. It's local school committees who have developed policy. Mm -hmm. And Aiden will tell you, and he knows, because I've done policy committee, mm -hmm. and it's an unending task. You, he never will complete the job, mm -mm. and uh, because there are just so many. So if you get something from MASC, which comes from local school committees from throughout the state that have worked for them, we take it as a local and go through it and adopt them to our needs. Adopt yes. or reject? To our needs. If, and if, modify. It, and modify. Yes. Yeah. So we're, we're all, not giving, we're not turning our voices over just to. taking those 1970 and 80 and 90 policies and updating them mm -hmm. and then we will have a book of updated policies that we can look at and say this fits the needs of Fitchburg mm -hmm. and it all comes back to us mm -hmm. they're not being written by they're being written by every school committee in the state mm -hmm. and we're just going to uh, adopt them for our needs thank you a little bit different. Um, I'm a lifelong learner. Um, last year I attended the national convention uh, that the MAS put together. I just want to make sure that this year I am able to attend. So if you heard anything about when is the deadline, do we get the same treatment? I would love to go back again. I was able to learn a lot and find out. Register, how to register before July 1st. July 1st. Make your reservation before July 1st. Same thing like last year. Same as last year. Okay. Do it. You can do it through. Uh, 
central office Mary through Mary, and uh, the conference uh, is November 8th, Wednesday, yes. November 8th. Correct. It starts. Thank you. And Pittsburgh will be presenting again pet therapy at least one presentation this year. <laughs> Um, I don't know if there's just any other comments by, you know, the chair. I, I'm, I think, uh, you know, address my point of view. I think just there were some comments made uh, about a, um, an agenda of MASC. It is an apolitical organization that uh, advises schools on following the law and protecting all students and school committee members as well. So I just want to be clear on that front. Thank you. Well, um, this may seem out of the ballpark, but it just popped into my mind. Uh, are, are stakeholders allowed to to uh, get information from the MASC or discuss things? Yes. Stakeholders, all the stakeholders in the city. Yes. Any, any school committee member can call Glenn Pucha, the executive director, with a question, and you'll get an answer. You know, well, that's when we're one stakeholder, but the public's a stakeholder no, too. No, it's a school committee organization. So, uh, now, the, if if somebody asks you <coughs> a question, mm -hmm. you could then ask the question, but the general public could not call directly. Right, thank you. Next up, we have um, an out-of-state field trip. This trip is to the Flume Gorge up in Lincoln, New Hampshire, scheduled for May 26th of uh, this year. This trip is in place of the uh, historical um, White Mountain trip. Uh, so we're doing really just a day trip where the students will learn about geology and ecology uh, in the White Mountain region. Um, unfortunately, Ms. Colo could not be here tonight, so um, I guess really I'm just yeah. pinch hitting. Yeah, just, just informing you because it's out of state. Yep. We need school committee approval. So, can I interrupt, Bob? Sure. I'm sorry. Nope. Just so you know, um, we did receive word back in March that they weren't going to be able to accommodate us because of staffing issues. Um, so, um, instead of sending all our sixth graders um, to the White Mountains, um, right now we have uh, Longs Joe who decided to bring the students to the White Mountains just for one day. Um, and that's what this ask is for the 60 students at Longs Joe. Um, next up, Mr. Roach, can you just provide a, a quick grounds update as it's springtime and the flowers are starting to bloom and uh, the buds are on the trees and the sand may or may not be on the sidewalks or the roadway still around our schools? So. Yes. So I uh, met with uh, the school, the director of facilities, Joe Richardson, and maintenance manager Mark Hesperian last week to develop a plan. They had a great idea of having sort of a rotation of weekend cleanups at the sites. So they were uh, soliciting the school building maintenance team, the custodial team, to volunteer for overtime on a Saturday or a Sunday so we can have teams of 8 to 10, maybe 12 members um, who are willing to do overtime and they can then get to Rheingold one weekend and move over to Fitchburg High another weekend and Memorial, et cetera, right through. So that's the current plan right now. There was a strong uh, response from the
the school building maintenance team to the offer of doing this. So I think we'll be able to put it put together. And I think the goal was somewhere in that range of like eight to say 12, 15, depending upon the size of the property. You know, um, Fitchburg High obviously being the largest, but but others. And this would really help, I think, with making sure that all those those tasks that you know c can be hard to get to at the end of the shift do get done in the exterior of the building. Um, would it be possible when you have a schedule set up just as they do neighborhood cleanups in the city? Yes. DPW coordinates and volunteers show up. Could 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 a student group show up? Yep. Could I as a school community member show up at a school and help? Definitely. Going on. I didn't know if it was an issue with people working overtime and contracts and whatever, but if that's something Volunteers that always welcome. Okay. And I think that was part of the conversation too that Joe had mentioned that the, the city will be putting out its schedule of sort of those cleanup days right. and he wanted to coordinate to some degree. So once we have that schedule, I'll share it out with the school committee and, and the larger community as well. Good. Thank you, Jeremy. Could we have a plan on that monument, uh, the stones? Yeah. But yeah, you know, I'm plan, right? <laughs> We have it on our agenda tomorrow okay. night. <laughs> All right. Okay. Pictures and everything. All right. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be taken care of okay. appropriately. I'm thinking maybe we need to move that monument a little bit. I don't know. We met on that last week, too, looked at a number of scenarios. And again, I think Joe's going to present tomorrow night okay. to the to the resource, uh, well, to the building needs committee, you know, what the, I, and I think it really would solve the issue. Okay, thank you. Yep. Okay, tonight we have the second uh, reading of the school calendar before you. Um, we've had now a couple of weeks to look at the um, at the calendar. If there are any comments, uh, again, we have, as we historically do, we confer with the uh, FEA, receive their input, uh, look at what the, how the dates move from year to year, see where holidays lie, where professional development lies. Uh, there were no comments last time. Good to go for tonight for the vote to get it adopted. So just quickly to highlight some changes, um, we're starting after Labor Day this uh, coming school year. So right now, August 28th to some September 1st is uh, new teacher orientation and teacher workshop days. Uh, no school on September 4th. September 5th, classes will begin for all students grades 1 to 12. And then we'll have from September 5th to the 7th will be pre-K and K orientation. And then all pre-K and K students will start on September 8th. Um, and then if you scroll down to the bottom, you can see May 30th is Goodrich graduation. And May 31st is Fitchburg High graduation and the last day of school. Next uh, year will be on June 14th with no snow days. John, quick question. Yes. On that first week of school, the fifth, sixth, and the seventh are outlined in a blue outline. Does yep. the blue outline signify anything? Because I don't yep. see it in the. Government. That is pre-K and K uh, orientation. Uh, the fifth is the first day that we come back um, for grades. Sorry, the fifth is the first day of school for grades one through twelve, and then the sixth and seventh are the pre-K and K orientation. Uh, the blue, I think, it actually should be black. Actually. I can make that change. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Any questions on? Okay. Seeing none. Okay. Before we move on to budget items, I just want to um, 
as I guess as a public comment or uh, communication, next Thursday night is the Boulder Awards. Um, this year, one of Fitchburg's own, uh, Luisa Fernandez, community liaison, is being recognized uh, at the annual FATV event uh, for her outstanding contributions to civic life through the use of public communications. Um, many of you know Luisa. She's been uh, actively involved, not only in the schools, but she's also a trustee at the Fitchburg Art Museum, New View Community, and was very involved in the Fitchburg Families First initiative really over the last couple of years working with some um, external groups um, and also has been um, just intimately personally involved in helping the lives of Fitchburg students and their families. So uh, that event is again next Thursday night uh, starts at five o'clock. Uh, the, the presentation or the program uh, is at six um, and if anybody is interested tickets are $40 and can be uh, secured through Nate Glenny at FATV. So for donations this evening, um, we have a couple um, donations. One's from uh, Alan Toomley for the rent, um, Ride More Truck uh, Body Box, 14 feet. Um, Craig Antossi's uh, submitting that. Um, that's before you. And Mrs. Jarrett just left the building. She just left. Um, for the uh, North End Subaru has made a donation for $3,000 under their Adopt a Classroom program. Uh, six teachers will receive $500 to purchase classroom materials. Uh, so there's two donations. Uh, and I guess I'll just kick it back to Mr. Horgan. Uh, mm -hmm. If he has any comments on the, the policy items uh, on tonight's agenda for action items for the first reading. <coughs> Uh, at the leisure of the board, do we want to go through each policy and just kind of get the 101, the headline for each one that's coming up tonight? I'm seeing some nodding heads. Let's do that. Uh, excuse, excuse me. I always prefer to have a total reading, if, that's, if that was the question you just asked, rather than hit a headline. Uh, it wasn't. Um, oh, it was. I'm sorry. Well, I, anyway, as I long make, as you read it. Could I make a motion to waive the reading of the four policies? So moved. I don't think. I don't think so. That's not right. There's two motions. Call, call it for a vote. But, uh, may I just make the comment that I think I see us going down a slippery slope of deciding what can get uh, quickly done. These things were set in place so deliberation can set into us, and it takes time. And. I, I first reading and a second reading, you know, I always stick up for that in the personal policy meetings or the sub and as a whole. Mr. Chair? I, I think before we go to a vote, I'm sorry, Jim, and I know you want to ask, but, but like, I, I just think that's a really bold and almost dangerous accusation to make, right? Like the policies that we're going through tonight are open to the public, provided on the agenda. There's no, you know, there's nobody trying to pull a fast one here. Um, and all these policies are very, what, what I would regard as, as housekeeping uh, changes that we're making. When, when I bring policies that are controversial or I think we're going to have a real debate about, I think I'm pretty upfront about that. And I introduce those as, hey, like, here's the groundwork. Let's have a real discussion, real debate. Um, and if anybody thinks, and you know, clearly Ms. Reynolds thinks that every policy, bar none, uh, regards a full reading and a full discussion. And you know, when we're changing 
um, allergy-free to allergy-aware, I just don't think that requires a debate. Um, and, and that's not up to me. It's up to the majority of this committee. So I respectfully just thank Mr. Walsh for the, for the motion, um, and I'd like to move on. Um, may I respond? Yes. Uh, I did not uh, intend to indicate that everything was up for debate. I just thought everything was up to be read, to educate us as a whole to what we're agreeing to, rather than relying upon any individual's uh, interpretation of what's significant or not. Some words may, may signify something to, that somebody wants to have cleared up. Mm -hmm. that's, that's my point. Thank you. With all due respect, I think the time we took discussing that, we would have finished reading the page already, and we could have moved forward. We wouldn't have. No? No, 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 they're very, no. Mr. Walsh. Our packets are available to us on Friday morning. Um, uh, I've read through the four policies that are before us, and if I had concerns or issues, this would be the time I could raise them. And I think if everybody can get the packet at the same time as all of us can, and I guess if you had issues about a particular policy or a statement or a change, this would be a time when you could raise it with Mr. Horgan and the members of the policy committee. I don't think they have to be read word for word. And as, as Mr. Horgan said, they're available to the public, and there'll be a second reading, which, again, if there are issues, people can bring it up um, to members of us. In, re in response to that, it, it's can, not whether... I, could, oh, yes, you can continue. So I, I don't think it's necessary to go through um, probably 25 pages of reading... Uh, policies where we've all had a chance to look at these and review them and take notes and raise questions if we have any. Thank you. Um, in, in response, uh, it's not, I am not speaking individually. I'm saying legally uh, the, the public has, has uh, it's very important that they hear what we're saying. We don't need to belabor things, but just simply read them. I know it's slowing things down, but I think maybe our society could stand a little slowing down so things can sink in. Um, it's not whether I have an, have an issue. If I do have an issue, I will speak up, of course. I really would. But it's, another, it's another issue. It's whether we have uh, follow, um, what would the word be? Not sensible, but uh, it, take, it takes time to read. We, we individuals cannot say, I've read it and I don't have a problem, therefore we don't need to read it to the public. I think it has to be read to the public. Uh, it's a, available to the public, which is very good, but you have to be reasonable about that. How available is available? You can pick it up, you can hear it uh, on the screen. Uh, this is a, a deliberate body, and I just think we have, have to read it slowly, so it takes time. We need time. That's, you, you understand my position. John? Thank you. I'm going to agree with Mr. Uh, Walsh. We were given these documents in plenty of time to review, uh, and if there was anything that would, you know, stick out to us, then I would be ready to pounce on it tonight, you know, as it relates to this. Plus, in the subcommittee, we went through this um, to agree to bring it to uh, the first reading. Now, did we agree to bring it? For a voter, do we want to go through and have them read 20 paragraphs? I mean, is, is, is that, do we have to do that? 
Is that, poli is that procedure? Do we have to have it read publicly out loud? I mean, if we don't, then... No, that's why it required a motion to waive the first reading, and then there'll be a second reading before it gets finally approved. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, you know, it's on the agenda as a, as a first reading, and what you're supposed to do is debate about what changes should be made, and then once all the changes are made, you read through it so you can log what changes were incorporated. And then if there's still debate, you go through the second reading and so on. If nobody's suggesting any changes to the policies, it seems reasonable to waive the first reading if there wasn't any debate on the wording to begin with. Now, I think we've exhausted a lot of debate on this motion. There was a first and a second to waive the first reading. I did one I, I read them all. I had one. The one policy is 14 pages. Yeah. Uh, I had one question on it, and uh, it's going to, I'm going to get an answer. I'm going to vote for this, uh, and I, I, I would vote to waive the reading, uh, and I'll get an answer on that one question on school day. Uh, and what it is, the school day is represented by the time between midnight the night before to 30 minutes after the end of the instructional day. Where are you reading from? Now, the th that's, choice? That would be on about page 10 under school day in the red. Now, as a former school principal, I always took uh, the, the reason was when the student oh. left their house in the morning, I took responsibility till a half an hour or a reasonable time at the school that they got home. Uh, so I just, out of 14 pages, that was the only question I had. I think yeah, the committee's done a good job, in, uh, and this is just I would a like glossary. to move for a vote. This is just a glossary definition. Yeah. Um, the school day is represented by the time between midnight the night before to 30 minutes after the end of the instructional day, and you would have it read 30 minutes before the instructional day begins, or what? If, for me, it was always when the student left their front door school assumed responsibility right. get on the bus walk to school so that's fully within this circle yeah. of definition yeah. then yeah so, I mean, so it's a little broader it was just a little different from what I had been used to as, yeah. a, as a principal uh, but no I, I I make a motion to move the motion motion made to move the four items under policy or to waive the first reading yeah. Waive the first reading. And then we, we have a motion and a second. second. Motion and a second? We did. All in favor? Aye. 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 Can I have a show, please? That's one, two, three, four, five. And two opposed? Two opposed. Thank you. Mr. Mayor, would yes. you please clarify who the second was on that motion, please? Um, Mr. Hughes. Sure, who the second yes. was. Was Mr. it you, Tom? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Next one, action items. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> Next, going into action items. Is it the committee's wish to bundle the action items? You want to take them individually? I think we have to. Okay. All right. 
Action items 23-25-2223, approve the superintendent's recommendation to retain the Mass Association of School Committee's contract policy service to assist Fitchburg Committee, School Committee to update policies, handbooks, and contracts over the next three years. Motion to accept. Motion made. Second. Seconded to accept. All in favor? Aye. 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 Well, it's unanimous. Thank you. 23-251, approve the superintendent's recommendation to allow Longshore Middle School sixth grade students to attend an out-of-state field trip on May 26th to Flume Gorge, Lincoln, New Hampshire. To let them go. Motion to accept. Second. And seconded all in favor? Aye. 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 It's unanimous. Thank you. Next, 23-252, approve the donation of a 14-foot truck box party to support the Fitchburg High School Athletic Department and Equipment Storage at the Fitchburg High School softball field from Ridemore Truck Parts. So moved. Motion made. Second. All in favor? Aye. Next, 23-253, approve the donation of $3,000 to support six teachers in purchasing classroom materials from North End Subaru. Motion to accept. Motion ma made to accept. Second. Motion made and seconded. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed. Is unanimous. Thank you. 23-254, approve the superintendent's recommendation to accept the first reading of policy 5103-101, school choice. Motion to accept. Motion seconded. made and seconded to accept. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed. Thank you. 23-255. Hold on, Mr. Yes. I think, I think we had an opposed. Yeah. Uh, no, no, not, not an opposed, but that, that is a very uh, <laughs> entangled, uh, in, entangled thing that's going to be difficult for, to, it was difficult to explain it to us. And, uh, however, I, I, we have to go along with it, I believe. Yeah. And then you go along with it, but I'm just saying it's tricky. I'm, I'm not sure what, you, what you're asking. Uh, no, I'm not Reynolds. asking you to do anything. No, no. no. Okay. All right. What was I? 23 255? Yes. Approve the superintendent's recommendation to accept the first reading of policy 5120, assignment of students to schools. Motion to accept. Seconded. Motion made and seconded to accept. All in favor? Aye. 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 All opposed? None. 23-256, approve the superintendent's recommendation to accept the first reading of policy 5701-03, life-threatening food allergies. Motion made to accept. Is there a second? Have a second. All in favor? Aye. All opposed is unanimous. Thank you. Finally, 23-257, approve the superintendent's recommendation to accept the first reading of policy 5713, health, wellness, and safety policy. Motion to accept. Motion made. Second. Seconded to accept. All in favor? Aye. 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 All opposed? Is unanimous. Executive session is not needed at this time. Do I have a motion to adjourn? Motion to adjourn. Second. Motion made and seconded to adjourn. All in favor? Aye. 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 We are adjourned.